Hey everybody, how y'all doing? I'm Mike, joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is Fallen for Plotholes, a podcast about video game plotlines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. And this is part three and the final part of our series on Twisted Metal. Uh, last time we first, well, I guess I should say the first episode, we went over the history of Twisted Metal uh, from its inception on the PlayStation as kind of like two games in one all the way up to the most recent release in 2012, where they just called the game Twisted Metal. And last episode, we went over the first four Twisted Metal games on the PlayStation, as we talked about a man named Calypso, who's basically a genie and also Satan at the same time. <laughs> but not Satan. Kind of- Satan's a different character. Yeah, exactly. But Satan's a different character who's just really into car races. And, of course, a clown by the name of Sweet Tooth who is supposed to be the main character, and yet somehow at the same time isn't. But this episode, Alex, we're going to be going over four more games, and we're going to be finally getting into the psyche of Sweet Tooth. And by psyche of Sweet Tooth, I mean, they're going to basically start talking about Sweet Tooth and have him be sort of the main character, and then go, actually, no, what if we just continue just seeing what clips is up to? Mm-hmm, right. We'll just we'll just put the flaming clown man on the box and then we'll just kind of ignore the flaming clown man. So, yeah, this is a this is going to be a a fun little episode, I think. Uh, It's also going to be an interesting episode in the sense of we're going to also be showing off a lot of uh, a lot of audio clips as well, just like we did with last episode. And as it becomes relevant, we will, of course, describe what's going on in them. Most of these are going to be rather rather self-explanatory by the dialogue it's a lot of characters talking about their own experience so Mm. we probably won't have to do too much uh, explaining what's going on but we will fill in when it's appropriate but before we jump on into this alex i i have a trip report for you oh yeah i watched the first episode of the twisted metal tv series I gotta be honest, I completely forgot about it. I don't know how an event of such cultural magnitude could have slipped my mind. But uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me tell me about the Twisted Metal series on Peacock. So, first off, you're not the only person, because even Kotaku, a website <laughs> desperate, desperate for content that they could just, like, slam out incredibly easily, didn't post any articles on this, so... I don't think anybody's oh, been paying boy. attention to the Twisted Metal TV show. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, um hmm. the first episode, yeah, right? The first episode is available for free on Peacock. Um it seems they have changed their policy to where I now do have to give them $6 if I want to watch the rest of this uh, and still have ads with everything, which uh-huh. sucks, but yep. what can you do? Mm-hmm. But the first episode actually has a decent amount of promise. Like, the the series basically is like, what if it's set in, like, the wasteland instead? Like, a post-apocalyptic nightmare has happened with a computer bug that took away the internet, and now people want to kill each other. The cities have walled themselves off, and now there's people called Milkmen who deliver things between the towns, and they drive cars with machine guns. And it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it works just fine. It is completely fine for what it is. Um, the main character is John Doe, played by, um, I believe it's Anthony Mackie. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. And he, he does a good job. Yeah. Uh, he has a sidekick by the name of Quiet, who's a quiet girl. 
who every time I saw her and her name was spoken in, I just thought of the Metal Gear Solid Five character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I I feel like we have had the the mute character named Quiet several times in the past five years, but it's a very common trope I've noticed. Let's do it again. I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, while not all the jokes landed, like mm-hmm. I laughed at some of them. Okay. But probably my favorite part is that they clearly knew that they, this was supposed to be like a episode they're putting out so for free so people will sign up for Peacock. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they had to at least show off Sweet Tooth at some point. Uh-huh, right. So there's just a random scene with him at the very end where he just is just basically just being like a crazy clown man. And he does also show off like at, like at the end, like driving towards like our heroes about ready to mess them up. Right, sure. And that's when I realized that, oh, wait, Sweet Tooth is being played by Will Arnett. Okay, honestly, that's not a bad cast. Oh, I, I thought that was great, honestly. That's, yeah, no, I, I, I see that. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, it's, it. it's pretty good. And to be fair, he, he seems to, he seems to be like, it's basically like the Sweet Tooth you would expect. Mm. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah, good job on them. Now, will I watch any more of this? Will I get give Peacock $6? I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that this is not as bad as I was expecting. That's fair. And mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, for the Twisted Metal show, the the review tagline of, I'm considering paying $6 to see the rest of this, is probably like one of the best possible outcomes. Right? Especially because I was like, no, this is going to probably be like one of the worst things ever. Right. No, it turns out there's enough in there that's intriguing and whatnot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know, trip report on that. If next week, this is we're continuing Twisted Metal, and I'm talking <laughs> about the TV series. Uh, well, I guess you all know what happened, but uh, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, Alex, we got four more games to talk about. And these four games are going to be very important in terms of the grand lore of Twisted Metal. Because the previous four games were just basically like Calypso holds a car contest. Mm-hmm. Crazy psychopath wins. He gets an ironic ending that backfires on him. And it, they're basically very like sort of one note. Like right. the characters are one dimensional. Uh the endings are basically exactly what you would expect. Once again, there's going to be an ironic twist to whatever wish they have. And it's basically like that through all four games until you really until you get to Twisted Metal 4. And then it's like, oh, but now Sweet Tooth is running it. Oh, wait, actually, it's the, it's the, it's exact, the same thing. Same. Yeah, the same thing it's, happens. Same thing. It's just it's a flaming clown man now. And he has yeah. a he has an ICP inspired circus. I guess that's neat. They sure. were big then. Yeah. Now. With all of that, Twisted Metal is going to actually get into a more story-heavy sort of direction. Actually kind of get sort of up its own ass with its own lore. Yeah. But in a way that I actually found to be not exactly the worst thing in the world. Hmm. I am going to say that they are going to try way too hard, and I don't think what happens ultimately is good. But I will say that they did seem like they tried an awful lot. Mm. Mm -hmm. And... They're going to start trying in 2001, Alex, with the first game we're going to talk about. Twisted Metal Black for the PlayStation 2. Black is probably the most popular Twisted Metal game? Question mark? I I feel like that's accurate, but I might be wrong. 
I have no finger on the pulse of Twisted Metal. I sort of do. It, whenever I've interacted with Twisted Metal fans, they say it's either that or Twisted Metal 2 is the best one. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and I can totally see why people really like Twisted Metal Black just by going off of like its general aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Because by the time we get to Twisted Metal 4, it's a cartoon show. Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of started out as a cartoon show, but it definitely ends that cartoon show. Right. Uh, Twisted Metal Black, though, is first off, it's a quasi reboot of the original Twisted Metal. Uh, it scales the game down as far as locales to just one town mm-hmm. called Midtown. And also, once again, has a much heavier story focus. Like there's like a beginning, middle and end to each character story, for instance. Right. Instead of character, just character wins contest gets wish. Mm hmm. The second thing is that the tone is far, far more grim, dark. Yeah. And in terms of story, it's I think maybe the best way to describe this is by showing off this clip to you. And this is maybe going to be the one clip that I'm probably going to have to cut out from the podcast because it involves all the copyright. <laughs> so this is probably going to be more just for your consumption as okay. opposed to anyone else. But. I will go ahead and just show this off now. Okay, yep, starting off with the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yep. I also say not the best use of painted black in video games. No, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of uses of painted black to choose from, but oh, yeah. Oh, too many. It's way too many. Mm. Okay. Mafia yeah. 3 fan myself. Mm, that's fair. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, this is going for like a real clockwork orange vibe. Yeah. Some, I don't know, American History X, maybe? Yeah, yes, yes. There is a feeling that there was a couple of movies that they watched, and American yeah. History X is one of them. Also Demon Baby. Yeah, there's Demon Baby. There's a... A lot of people being stabbed. Yep, a lot, lot of violence, some police brutality in here, just a lot of creepy dolls and mm-hmm. grotesque freak people and there's a helicopter crashing into a building mm-hmm cartoon man gets shot in head yeah the church is glowing probably with demons yep pretty the, much the bread turned into eyeball what is what is this <laughs> what's the point so this is a compilation of like all the endings that basically right. plays over the credits but i think it gives a really good idea of just like Hey, this is just all the weird stuff that kind of goes on in this. Yes, there's right. demons. There's man with gun. So many people are getting bludgeoned to death for some reason. This helicopter keeps showing up. <laughs> a helicopter that's the last boss of the game. Yeah, that, that was definitely a thing for the PS2. It really was. Here's the helicopter boss. Mm-hmm. Freaking Ninja Gaiden had a helicopter boss. Yes, it, it, I think it, every Ninja Gaiden game had a helicopter boss at some Maybe. point. Maybe. That's entirely possible. Yeah. 50 Cent, Blood in the Sand. A lot of helicopter bosses. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I think you I think you get the point. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Uh, depending on whether or not I cut this out or not, I guess I should probably explain. What I just showed Alice was a more or less like the ending video over the credits. That's basically a compilation of all the different endings in the game. Uh, some that we will be, of course, showing off in here. Uh, 
basically the tone that the game gives is that one it's a lot more violent and it's a lot more like personal violence like a man with a sledgehammer bludgeoning somebody on the ground like level of personal violence right uh two there's more of like a midwestern sort of feel like cornfields like kind of like a more like spread mm-hmm. out environment suburbs that sort of thing as opposed to like the la slash new york aesthetic the other games had and also another thing that honestly i think is actually very ahead of the time for the game it's very shrouded in a darkness and everything is brown or gray yep that sure is a sign of things to come it really is yeah like when i viewed this game again uh when i was writing this podcast episode I looked at this and I was like, oh my god, I, it's one of those games, isn't it? It sure is, like, yeah. But then like, I thought about it and I was like, wait, this came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. This was like still in the era of like things are still like pretty colorful and whatnot. And this wasn't until like, it wasn't really until like 2006 or so when every game was like, all right, every protagonist either has to have a shaved head or like a crew cut. Everything is brown and gray and everything is military. Yes. No, this this game is definitely like an Xbox 360 shader game. It just mm-hmm. happened to be on the PS2. Yeah, so, I mean, guess credit to Twisted Metal Black for that, right? Yeah, so, game is incredibly ahead of this time. The game structure is basically the same for everyone. Uh, so, this game takes place around an insane asylum called Blackfield, uh-huh. And the vast majority of the contestants are interned at this asylum. There's like one or two exceptions, but for the most part, assume that they're at this asylum for probably some form of murder. Now, someone in the asylum is sad at something dark and twisted they did or experienced. Either they want to get revenge on somebody, they regret something they did, or they're haunted by some sort of demon. Mm -hmm. Now, one day, Calypso shows up and offers them a chance at redemption. Now, Calypso in this game is far, far different than the previous iterations of Calypso. Mm-hmm. by far different i just mean in general aesthetic he's still a genie he still grants wishes but like he's basically now a tall white man with a bald head and basically instead of having a burned face one of his eyes is like cracked and burned out okay now he still is running a contest called twisted metal and upon Upon uh, basically breaking out the contestant, uh, they get into a car and they fight the other contestants until they run into Minion. Now, Minion, of course, being the original winner of Twisted Metal back in the original game. Right. Big APC was a demon, not Mm -hmm. a demon in this game. So they beat Minion and pass out and dream about their past. We get a little interstitial cutscene that explains why they're evil or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. They then kill more contestants before fighting a police helicopter named Warhawk. It'll right. call uh-huh. back to yep. that. See what they did there. Mm-hmm. Then they win, and then Calypso gives them what they want. Now, Calypso in this game is, for the most part, pretty straight up about the wishes. There's not going to mm-hmm. be really an ironic twist. Assuming if you, you want something evil. Ah. Uh. Yeah, if you want something evil, he's like, nah, man, here you go. Sure. <laughs> want to commit a murder? Have fun. If you want something good, though, he's going to screw you over in some way. For instance... One of the characters is a cop who accidentally shoots a little girl and ends up going to jail because of it. He wants to go back in the past so he can rectify that mistake, which he does, but he dies as a result. Mm, That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas another character, his girlfriend cheats on him with a crop duster pilot. So his wish is to murder the crop duster pilot 
Eclipse was like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically kind of what it is. So let's talk about some of these characters and give some further examples. Okay. So let's start by talking about maybe my favorite, Mr. Grimm. Oh, boy. So Mr. Grimm in the previous games was literally the Grim Reaper. Right. In this game, he's a former U.S. Army soldier who served in Vietnam. Now, okay. he gets uh, captured by the Viet Cong alongside his wounded friend, Benny. Now, they're put into a hole and tortured by a Russian man who decides to starve him for five days before giving Mr. Grimm a knife and telling him to eat his friend. Now, Benny then dies and Grimm eats him two days later, which is like, I mean, listen, I've never been starving. Right. It seems like it seems like a week maybe is a little bit too soon to get into the whole like eating the corpse of your friend part. But he does it. He also flays his skull and decides to wear it as a helmet. Okay, that is a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a bit of a escalation. jump. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's eventually rescued by the U.S. Army, but not before he ends up, like, murdering a couple of U.S. Army soldiers, which is how he ends up in the Asian Asylum. So, he wins the contest, and Calypso gives him that military advisor, which then Mr. Grimm kills him eats him, and decides he's totally cool with eating people. And he's going to keep doing that from now on. He's going to murder people and start eating people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And that's basically like the tone of more or less every ending in this game. Right. They are going very hard on the grim dark. <sighs> okay, yeah. So, so like, I kind of understand, because obviously three and four were the opposite of this problem, right? Yeah. Like, they were so cartoony and nonsensical and just mm -hmm. jab jab aha uh -huh. like it's it's mature humor but only in the sense of it's like profane potty humor mm. it's like it, it, there's nothing serious there's nothing dark here it's a cartoon yeah this feels like a vast overcorrection it really does it, which is not something that was you know unpopular at the time but I think the thing that sort of is the problem to me is you actually nailed it when you were describing the the video clips is that all of the all of the psyche and the pathos and the violence and stuff on screen is all very personal. Mm -hmm. And that feels weird for Twisted Metal, mm -hmm. which is a game about getting in a car and then blowing up as much stuff wantonly and constantly as you can mm -hmm. and like the the juxtaposition of like the gameplay of just bring down the whole city to this very personal like narrative about violence and insanity doesn't really jive very well it it does feel very very odd for something that yeah basically started out like an edgy comic book and now yeah. they're like yeah they're really trying to dive into the psyches of people and why right. they do these things like it feels closer to a silent hill plot than a twisted metal plot it kind of does yeah but then the the gameplay is still twisted metal like mm -hmm. based on this story i would expect to then go into a character uh, character action or survival horror game mm. and fight i don't know psychic demons or something 
I don't yeah. expect to get into a car and blow up the mall. Yeah, right? Yeah, you don't expect to fight the flaming uh, clown man in his ice cream truck that turns into a giant robot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a really, it's a weird juxtaposition that I think, it, yeah, it's weird because of his gameplay, and it's weird because that's just not what Twisted Metal has been up to this point. Right. And so, yeah, it ends up being, a, it feels like a hard turn. It feels, feels like there's a little bit of whiplash there. And what's crazy about this, Alex, is that I probably have described so far the characters that are not as, like, <laughs> probably the least extreme that are right. in this. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so... Let's uh, let's talk about one other non-extreme example, and then we'll get into maybe the most extreme one and the two most extreme ones, actually. Great. Good. So the next one I want to mention most because I, I well, you'll know when I show the ending, okay. but also because this character is John Doe, who's mm. the main character in the TV show. Got it. So John Doe is a fun one because he's a very boring white man with rune tattoos on his body who doesn't remember anything. That's his big thing. He has amnesia. After getting a picture of his past self from Calypso, though, he participates in a tournament where he gets his memory back. Specifically, the memory of him being a not-Nazi in a not-neo-Nazi gang who decides to do things like blow up the Midtown Center of Disease Studies so they could unleash viruses on the world and some stuff. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. Following? I don't think it does either, but it's his plan. Anyways, his ending is ending is fantastic. Let me show it to you. I won the contest. Now it was time for the truth. I went to see Calypso. Hopefully he would know who I was. He did. Jesus. I was FBI. I'd been deep undercover for the last year <laughs> trying to bust a doomsday cult in Midtown. Calypso said I was a hero. That night, I rushed back into the building. I had to get that bomb as far away as I could, but there just wasn't time, so I took the quick way out. Um. The explosion knocked me out. <laughs> now I remember, I am a hero. A hero undercover agent standing in front of number two on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. In other words, a dead man. Calypso thanked me for being such a great contestant. Then he said goodbye. I remember now. I have a family. Okay, come on. I don't God, know why I, I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at I have a family. Because it's like the most try-hard thing you can throw in there. It's mm -hmm. like, oh no, he was a good guy, he was FBI, but now Calypso's gonna kill him, and he has a family! Mm -hmm. Like, come on, come on, right? this, what is the point, what's the point <laughs> of any of this? I also, I think, I think it's also because, like, how generically that line is delivered. Uh -huh. Oh god, I have a family. <laughs> also, how, how bad do you have to feel as Calypso to be only the second most wanted person in the yeah, world? Yeah, that's sort of like, who? wait, who's the first? Uh, Let's see when Twisted Metal Black came out. It, June nineteenth, two 2001, so it's not Osama Bin Laden, Okay, what I was about to guess. Right, fair enough. So yeah, right? Who the hell is above it, him? Is it Satan? Maybe. Is Satan the FBI's most wanted? <laughs> it could be possible. 
in this in this universe, it's totally possible. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so lame. I love that ending so much for just how lame it is. It's it's incredibly lame. It's like it's nothing. There's no character there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely no character there. Ugh. And he's now the main character of the TV series. Well, yeah. He has, he has a lot more personality in that, thankfully. Yeah. So, with all of that, though, we probably need to talk about the most important non-Sweet Tooth or Eclipso character in this game. A character by the name of Dollface. Okay. Ah, Dollface is terrible. Dollface is a young woman who speaks kind of, but not completely, like a little child. And you'll get a little bit of this when I show you her midpoint cutscene. She basically talks about how she has done bad and deserves to be punished. She basically acts like a 10-year-old, which uh-huh. maybe makes sense because her mom died when she was 10, and when her mom died, her father basically blamed her for it. And ever since, she has done nothing but tried to please her father or anybody who reminds her of her father. Now, mm-hmm. this, is, okay. yeah. mm-hmm. this is where we get to why she's called Dollface. As we go, as I go and show you her... Cutscene. Oh, th- this cutscene plays all the time. It's when Minnie gets blown up. Okay. Cut that out. I was asleep for hours, and the whole time I was having this really scary dream. I dreamed about my boss, Mr. Creel, working on those creepy masks he used to make. It was my first real job after college. I didn't want to screw it up. I wanted Mr. Creel to like me. But then, this one day, I made a terrible mistake. I didn't mean to upset him. I didn't mean to be so clumsy. But I was just so stupid. I could feel the nails crushing the mask down on my face. And to make sure the mask stayed on tight, Mr. Creel made a weird-looking key. He said it would make sure the mask would never come off. Now that I think about it, maybe it wasn't all my fault. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I said that, they get even more try-hard than Mr. Grimm. Yeah. Somehow they accomplished it. Again, it really feels like they're trying to write, like, a horror game story. It really does, doesn't but it? then, oh, wait, we gotta have cars blow each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so it just, it, it's, it just is inherently ridiculous. Yeah. Like, to put those side by side. And, yeah, so for those of you at home, uh, basically, Dollface... She gets a job after college with a mask maker by the name of Mr. Creel, who makes masks such as literally Sweet Tooth's mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since she reminds him of her father, she tries to please him. But one day, she spills a real-life uh, cup of coffee onto real-life paper, because she just <laughs> decided to throw that in there. Yeah. That random full-motion video. Well, it's, it's looking to me like 3D animation was kind of tough mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> uh, most of the 3D models are just sort of hanging Still out images. in place. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and it, occasionally they play anime, but not really. Oh yeah, yeah. the cutscenes in this game, the cutscene direction in this game is awesome. Oh man. But yeah, so she spills coffee on some documents, and he decides the only thing he can do is put a doll face on her, pin her down on the ground, uh, nail that to her face, and then also lock it with a strange key, and then just leaves, and yeah. is never seen again, I guess. Or ish is he? Because she wins the contest, and Calypso gives her the key to unlock her mask. But only if she kills Mr. Creel with an Iron Maiden. He's like, you can pick up the key, but if you pick it up, this Iron Maiden is going to slam on to Mr. Creel and kill him. And she goes, all right, cool. Takes the key. (laughs) (laughs) And then Mr. Creel dies. But then she drops the key and is like, you know, I like the mask. I'm going to look the same even when I get older. Maybe I should now take off to hunt other evil people like Mr. Creel. That's what I'm going to do now. So... Dollface might feel like a really weird character to point out, other than the fact that, once again, it's a really grim, dark ending. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be the last time Dollface is going to show up. Of course not, no. They, they clearly found a real winner with this one. They clearly did. She she fits right on in with the crazy clown man. Yeah. And right hand of Satan, so she's going to be back in, in Twisted Metal 2012 as a main character. Look forward to that. Oh boy! So it's it's kind of really interesting because this character to me actually sort of crystallizes something, which is yeah. We we keep referring to this. This is a very try hard, uh, hmm. grim dark story. And the thing to me that I think is interesting about that notion is it's not it's not a bad thing to try hard at something. Yeah. What the actual problem i think shows up is when you're trying really hard at something that you don't understand mm-hmm. um because this feels like again not to just continue returning back to the best example but this feels very in line with like silent hill 2 and that wave of psychological horror in video games that it sort of generated mm-hmm. but Almost nothing aside from Silent Hill 2 actually did it well. Yeah. And th- this is sort of like a perfect example of, oh, uh, this this woman, when she was a little girl, her mom died and her dad blamed her for it. And that scarred her. And then she got a job with a man who nailed the doll mask to her face because he was bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you have not actually dove in into anyone's psyche or pathos or examined anything. Yeah. You you have just gone down a list of terrifying things to happen to a person. And I think that's a real problem with a with a game like this, because you have so many characters. Mm-hmm. And the how Twisted Metal originally works that you get to the ending, you get you have a bio at the start of the game, you get to the ending. Weird thing happens to them, and then that's it. Right. And so, yeah, if you want to explore that any deeper, you kind of need more. And they yeah. try to do that by having, like, a midpoint cutscene. But, yeah, it's just not quite enough. Yeah, like, that midpoint cutscene also is just like, and then this terrifying thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And that's really why I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, but also, meh. I guess, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucks, lady, but, you know, I should have called the cops on that dude, I Probably, guess. Probably, yeah. 
That that would have been good. Uh, yeah, probably would have worked out. Although, I mean, I guess the cops have no ability to stop a person in a car with a machine gun. So uh, clearly, yeah, even when they have a have a super cool helicopter. So maybe maybe that actually would not have worked. Maybe. So yeah. Before we get to, before we finally wrap this up, and we are spending this much time on Twisted Metal Black because it really does set up an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just talk about a few of the final characters in this. Once again, we're not talking about every one of them, but there's just a mm. few that we, you know, it's, they're either fun or they are going to show up again. So, actually, let's talk about maybe the most truly try-hard one. Oh, boy. Charlie Kane's son. You're probably saying... <laughs> Probably waiting for his name. There is no name. He's just Charlie Kane's son. Now, Charlie Kane's son is an eight-year-old boy, which makes him technically the youngest character you can play as in Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. He's also Sweet Tooth's brother, because if you remember, Sweet Tooth's real name is Needles Kane. Right. Now, one day, his dad is murdered, and so Charlie Jr. decides to build a controller that makes his dad a zombie, and he enters the contest. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> That the, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His his zombified dad is driving the car, and he's controlling that with a controller next to him. Okay, I take it back. There, there is no level of in depth exploration that would make that not just try hard. Yeah, right. That's that is just for the sake of oh, what if this? What if he had a zombie of his dad driving the car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah that that one is actually just trying too hard. It would fit in perfectly with Twisted Metal 2 or perhaps Twisted Metal 3. Yeah. It's a little weird here. But yeah, so he, when he gets to the end, Clipso just like kills his dad and tells Charlie his brother was meant to be his successor. But since Charlie Kane's son, Charlie Jr., I guess, I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, since he killed Sweet Tooth, he's actually going to be Clipso's successor instead. So I guess Clipso was planning on Sweet Tooth be his successor at some point. I don't yeah, know. Sure, why not? So, just a few other characters. Uh, mm. Raven, who's actually in the TV show and is like the main villain, it looks like. In this, she's a goth teenager whose friends were drowned by a couple of bros. Her ending involves her getting revenge via voodoo dolls. A lot of her is just like rebelling against society, sort of like teenager uh-huh. power fantasy. It's fair enough. Uh, no Face, a boxer whose face was removed by a surgeon. And who, despite not being able to see, is able to drive and win the Twisted Metal contest. Sure. Axel is here. Everyone's, he's an unlockable character. Um, He's not used to his weird wheel machine, but his wife was murdered by Sweet Tooth. So his ending involves him shooting Sweet Tooth. That feels like a real step down in terms of interesting, honestly. Oh, it's horror. Yeah. Just less interesting. Axel's interesting in that he's... He's an unlockable character, and all the unlockable characters just have ending cutscenes. They don't have beginning or middle cutscenes at all. Uh-huh. And yeah, his is just showing up and being like, my wife was murdered by Sweet Tooth. I'm going to shoot Sweet Tooth. What if it was my fault my wife died? No, I'm going to shoot Sweet Tooth. So yeah, it's um, him and like another character, Minion, uh, and like one other character who like literally is just a dude. Oh yeah, actually this very next character, Black. Remember Black? Vaguely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the weird demon that was the source of Clips, all of Clipso's powers uh-huh. until they forgot about him. Yep. Yeah, he's back, although he's just a dude in a gimp mask now and doesn't have a real ending. Alright. Yeah, that yeah. that feels so, appropriate for the time. So, let's finally finish this up by talking about Sweet Tooth. Because Sweet Tooth is 
I guess, more or less the star of this show. And this game, Twisted Metal Black is important for nothing else because it establishes the definitive sweet tooth in a sense of like how he looks, mm-hmm. how he acts, all of that. So previously, Sweet Tooth was basically just like a clown who drove an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, his head was on fire. Occasionally, it wasn't. Literally, just another character you could select that just happened to be on the box art. Here, though, he is firmly established as being a murder ser- serial killer who dresses up in the clown mask and whose head is just constantly on fire. Uh, he doesn't wear a shirt. He just wears clown pants that are held up via suspenders or bondage gear. It kind of depends on the game and also cutscenes from cutscene. Uh-huh. Great. And his big thing is that, well, it once again also depends on the game, but he basically just wants to murder everybody and he wants to be really good at murdering. So in this game, Sweet Tooth is a clown serial killer was captured and is set to be executed via electric chair. And now he's very sad about this, not because he's about to be executed, but because only like a thousand people showed up to like watch this and he wanted to be millions. Uh huh. Now, while he's being electrocuted, a preacher character shows up who is an actual driver in this game. We, we're not going to talk about him. We've talked about too many. Mm-hmm. He's here, though, and he shows up and he asks God to condemn him to burn for eternity. Now, this pisses off Sweet Tooth so much, his head explodes to flames. He breaks out of the electric chair, kills the guards, and escapes. Calypso finds him and invites him to enter the tournament. Now, upon win- winning, he asks Calypso to remove his flaming head curse, because basically his head's constantly on fire. Uh, and it's a, cl- it's a curse that the preacher put on him. Now, Calypso says, sure, but the curse will come back if he ever kills again. So Sweet Tooth goes okay and kills Calypso and decides he's <laughs> going to become the best serial killer of all time. So this is going to establish a pattern that I guess technically started with uh, Twisted Metal 4, where everybody is always going to be screwed over by Calypso except for Sweet Tooth. Mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth is always going to be the one who's going to get one over on Calypso uh, to an extent as we'll get into. But but why, though? Well, because he's, he's the special boy clown serial killer. And they, they want to actually make him the, be, like, more than just another character who's <laughs> the only memorable character out of the entire cast. So that's, that's sort of the thing to me, is, yes, his design is, like, undebatably the best. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the only character in this game I've, scene who i can actually recall what they look like Mm -hmm. but like okay so on that criteria you go well people like him people recognize him let's make him the protagonist okay Mm -hmm. so what's his deal yeah he's a serial killer he's crazy he's like the joker he he has a curse from god i guess that his Mm -hmm. head's on fire yeah yeah, his head's on fire because he got a curse from God, or sometimes he just lights his his head on fire himself. Yeah, he, he's a he's a his head's on fire due to well land of contrast, I guess. I don't know. I, I, like what is he? Is he a demon? Is he the Antichrist? Does he have some like dark magic? What? What? There's nothing. There's nothing there. You didn't do anything. He's got a machete. 
Okay. And an ice cream truck. And that's it. <laughs> yep. Like, what? <laughs> that's it? That's your big protagonist? He just, he, he likes killing people. I think Sweet Tooth might be one of the, one of the few video game characters that, like, gets so much mileage out of just his character design. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a strong character design when it's, mm-hmm. it's not translated through terrible 3D models. <laughs> and, but it, I think the biggest problem to me is that with every other character we went over, they tried way too hard to give them mm-hmm. like this dark, tortured past of pathos and madness. And it's Sweet Tooth, the new protagonist, is like, he really likes killing people. Yeah, he just really likes killing people. That's just his thing. Yeah, and he was he at one point got cursed, and that made him stronger at killing people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. that's not even that bad for a Twisted Metal character, but you tried so hard with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Wh- what? Yeah, so why, why skip out on the Sweet Tooth? Uh, well, it's it's a little sad that they did that, but Alex, we do have one last character to talk about before we finally move on to Twisted Metal Black. Oh, boy. After you beat the game with every character, you unlock the boss minion as a playable character. Now, Minion is driven by not a demon in this, but rather a character named Marcus Kane. Now, Marcus Kane has already been an established character. He goes mm-hmm. all the way back to Twisted Metal 2, and we didn't talk about him then, because his ending is essentially that he's a crazy man who doesn't believe that the world he's in is real. He doesn't think all the violence at the crazy Twisted Metal tournament is real, and his wish to Calypso is basically be woken up from his dream. And of course, the twist is that, no, actually, that's the real world. He's crazy. He wakes up in a fantasy, that sort of thing. Right. So basically, he's not with reality. And there wasn't really anything else to say about it. Like, his last name is the same as Sweet Tooth's last name and all Mm -hmm. the other canes that are in there. So he's clearly related in that way, but they don't really do a good job of establishing a link. So that's why we didn't talk about him then. Right. In this game, he doesn't have an ending cutscene. He doesn't have a midpoint, doesn't have any cutscenes at all. But as you go to every stage, there's a number cipher that shows up on the loading screen, and these translate into different lines. And those lines are, one, I do not think this is real. Two, I must speak in code or he will discover me. Three, we are trapped in his head. Four, this is how he sees the world, how Sweet Tooth sees his life. It is not real. Five, all of us are trapped in his head. Six, I miss the old colorful world. Seven, we will return to our old world one day. And in eight, in the real world, my name is Marcus Kane. So what this is establishing is that Sweet Tooth and Marcus Kane are the same person. Oh, uh-huh. They are dissociated from each other. And Basically, this is his sane side trying to come through and not let his demonic side come out. And also, it's been speculated that this game actually isn't real, and that actually this is all in Sweet Tooth's head as he's being executed. Uh Uh-huh. So Uh everything in this game may have not actually happened. Okay, that's that's a really strong start for your series' new plotline, is... (laughs) An episode where potentially nothing actually happens and nothing is real and nothing is canon. It's that, uh, that, that really fun indie game trope from 10 years ago. Was it all a dream? 
Except uh, Twisted Metal once again was ahead of the ahead of the curve. So, right. Uh, yeah, good job, I guess. Also, uh, yeah, that yeah. was terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What if it was? What if it was? Then nothing matters. Not at all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, Twisted Metal Black, the best game in the series. Nothing matters in the story. Yep, didn't <laughs> actually even happen. Oh, well. No moral. <laughs> so yeah, that's Twisted Metal Black. Once again, probably the best game in the series, depending on how you feel about that compared to Twisted Metal 2. Mm-hmm. But there's still three more games to talk about. And Alex, you're probably looking at this and being like, We've already been talking for 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Good news. The next two games barely matter. <laughs> one at least is fun about how it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The other, though, the very next one we're going to talk about is baffling. Oh, boy. Oh, good. So, Alex, at the same time Twisted Metal Black was being made, Sony decided that the PlayStation needed one last hurrah from the Twisted Metal franchise. Why? Probably because they saw that Twisted Metal 3 and 4 were bad, and they needed to wash that bad taste out of their mouth. So, what if I told you that this series, which deals with multiple murders, suicide, drug use, clowns, Satan, and a bunch of other stuff, was going to go after a new demographic? I remember this piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How could you possibly forget about the kid-friendly Twisted Metal Small Brawl released mere months after Twisted Metal Black? (laughs) This was the most shovelware crap I saw just sitting on Target's shelf. Just like, beneath the PlayStation 2 game screaming, the future is here. Mm -hmm. Here is just the last hurrah of PlayStation 1 going, Mm -hmm. buy this, it'll shut them up for five minutes. Yep. One of my favorite things is when an old obsolete system like still gets games because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, just a large install base. The new yeah. console doesn't have enough install base yet to justify moving everything over to it quite yet. Mm-hmm. But obviously they don't want to like focus all their energy on the old thing because they want to sell the new thing. And so they just right. like pump out like the worst things imaginable. Mm. Like some companies like Nintendo will just go strangely hard about it. You'll get things like, you know, Kirby's Adventure, for instance. Mm hmm being released two years, technically three years after the Super Nintendo came out. <laughs> or, like, you know, you'll know, you get, like, you know, various, like, weird, like, N64 games and, like, that are, like, strangely good. Right. Uh, and then you have, like, PlayStation being like, yes, but what about you get uh, another Ratchet and Clank game that nobody's going to play? No because... one. It's not good, <laughs> and it's not enjoyable. You could beat this thing in a couple of hours, but we didn't see that a lot of you like Ratchet and Clank, and the PlayStation 2 sold a kajillion of these. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite things to like, actually mm-hmm. look at, because yeah, some of the game choices are strange, and Twisted Metal Small Brawl is no different. So, are, as, are you at, Sorry, as a quick aside, we need to go back to this trend, because mm-hmm. the current version of this is, well, we'll just keep supporting the old console with the same games as the new console. Yeah, exactly. They just port the old games to the old consoles, which is, like, interesting it's, in its own right, but not right. nearly as interesting. It also uh, sucks. Yeah, because it does. Because it, it drags down the version for the new consoles, mm-hmm. while the version for the old consoles is unplayable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's oh, bad. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't want to play Cyberpunk for for the PlayStation 4? Good news, you can't. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. You did delist that. <laughs> yeah, it, it does not work. Don't even try. Oh, man. Yeah. It's sad. It's it, not. This is a bad version of this trend that we're living in right now. It really, really is. So it sounds like you're familiar with Twisted Metal Sprawl Brawls, like Conceit, right? Like what it's about? Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember seeing like the box art. And surmising that it is, like, a version of Twisted Metal with, like, super deformed, big-head, chibi characters. Oh, no, you are wrong. Oh, no. What what garbage am I thinking of? Anyway, let's see this garbage, then. Come on, Gobert, jump! Whoa, what is it, Gobert? This is the <gasps> opening cutscene. That is Calypso, by the way. Oh, boy. If you ever want to see your sneaky widow Foggy again... You gotta play my game! <laughs> mean war! Oh, oh, oh. That's actual, by the way. Uh huh. Great. What? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, okay. No, yeah. That, that looks roughly like what I was thinking about. Just So, the funny thing about this is that the cutscenes in this game are better animated and also just more animated than Twisted that. Metal's Blacks. I was thinking that, yeah. I was like, why is this more animated? Why does this look better than Twisted Metal Black's cutscenes? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it doesn't look good, but it, it also doesn't look bad for its time. It doesn't. Like, it, it seems appropriate for its era. And, like, I, I guess to just describe the conceit, like, what this game is even about. Mm -hmm. So, imagine you Twisted Metal cast, including Murder's Clown, Sweet Tooth, Calypso, everyone, are just, like, maybe 11, maybe 12-year-olds in this, in, yeah. like, a neighborhood? And Calypso is a bully who basically, like, steals people's frogs, puts them in, like, you know, trash cans and is like, but also is like, hey, man, if you win my contest, it involves controlling RC cars and mm -hmm. smashing them in into each other. Uh, I will give you whatever wish you want, whether it's get your frog back or, like, Axel's case being able to walk again because mm -hmm. uh, he's in a wheelchair, uh, you know, stuff like that. And here's the thing about this. Calypso confusingly still appears to have demon powers. He is able to still grant wishes. Mm, yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Um, and they still have an ironic bent to them. It, it's also weird because, like, okay, so he's like a bully. I get mm. that. And then he convinces people to enter his contest. I get that. Mm. And then he uses his strange demon magic to grant ironic wishes. I get that. Um... But then everyone seems to be having a lot of fun with the mm -hmm. RC car part of the thing. Yeah. Like, if he wanted people to play RC cars with him, I feel like he could have just asked them to do that, because they all seem to be pretty into that. Yeah, it doesn't look like he really had to strong arm him into doing this. But, you know, that's just Clips's way, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not going to go too heavy into, like, the endings or anything like that, because... But what do you really need to know about this game? Yeah. Um, I will just say that for Sweet Tooth's ending, he gets a, a full-size ice cream truck. That's what he wishes for. Sure. And then he straps Clipso to the front hood of it and then just drives around crazy-like. So that's fun. How, how, um, did, how did he do that? Isn't Calypso supposed to be bigger and also have demon powers? 
You would think so, but apparently not. He cannot overcome the clown kid. Okay. So that's that's Twisted Metal Small Brawl. Cool. So let's move on to a game that, honestly, before I started this, uh, I did not know even existed. Mm. That is Twisted Metal Head On. So I don't know if you're familiar with Twisted Metal Head On at all. Not really. It's a PSP game? You are correct. PSP I... and then later PlayStation 2. Okay, I prob I feel like I heard about it, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Yeah, and that's fair. That's kind of me in a lot of PSP games, yeah. unfortunately. It's like, oh, here's the PSP version of this PS2 game. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, yeah, great. Yeah, no, Liberty City Stories. That seems not like how I want to play that game, but all right. Mm -hmm. ooh, yeah, not neat. Yeah, and Twisted Metal Head-On is going to be kind of one of those. Although I have to say, it does have an interesting conceit to it. So this was released in 2005 with the PlayStation 2 version coming out in 2008. Okay. Uh, Head-On makes the smart move of just being like, what if Twisted Metal 3 and 4 just didn't exist? Okay, fair. Yeah. And the developers deciding this is going to be the actual sequel to Twisted Metal 2. <sighs> okay, so... I'm torn on this, because on the one hand, it's probably the thing people want. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, this is getting into Resident Evil levels of who is in control of this series. Mm -hmm. Like, who... There are so now so many hands deciding what Twisted Metal is and where it's going. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is doomed. Right? <laughs> yeah, and it's also, like, interesting, because it's, it's like a bit of a and like there's a reason why this happened but like mm -hmm. it's a bit of a backtrack from where they're going with twisted metal black of being like we're gonna go with like this like more grim dark sort of approach like right. this like heavy psychological bent to it to literally trying to recapture that twisted metal 2 energy mm -hmm. and i mean trying really hard alex mm -hmm. because every character from twisted metal 2's back and also, the endings are the same motion comic style endings, just like in Twisted Metal 2, with like, right. the exact same energy to them. Which, to be fair, there were a number of like motion comic things on the PSP, so that was sort of in line with what was going on. Yeah, those, those UMDs could not hold that much information, as no. it turned out. Yeah. So, yeah, right choice to do that. But yeah, they, um, that is definitely the choice that they went with. Now... In some ways, it doesn't hit quite as hard in terms of being as funny or as weird as the endings in Twisted Metal 2, but mm. I will say they do try. Um, they also redesigned Clip, so it's a weird mix between how he looked in Twisted Metal 2 crossed with his black version. Mm. Like, he has a bald head now, but he still has hair. It's basically like he has, like, male pattern baldness going on. Uh -huh. He has the cracked eye now, but not the burned face. Uh, his long hair is now gray. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Okay, I, I have a serious I have a serious question. Okay. Why has Calypso never looked cool? Good question. He's gone through like five different designs now, and none of them are actually good in any real regard. Not not even meat face Calypso? Like it's probably the closest to good. Mm-hmm. But like it's also just yeah. It's also just bad prosthetics slapped on an actor that they paid $20. That is true. That is very, very true. <laughs> it's something that maybe if they had a few more iterations, once, you know, yeah. they got a little bit more of a budget, would have been right. good. But then they, they decided, no, actually, we're just going to make it look yeah. like, you know, no, I, I think, every concept of Satan in the 90s. Yeah. 
No, I think Twisted Metal 1, Calypso, is like a strong foundation to start from, but then they didn't continue with that. They mm-hmm. just tried other worse ideas. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it, that's true. And unfortunately, I think some people will probably disagree with me, but when we get to how he looks in uh, Twisted Metal 2012, it's it's not going to be much better. Mm. Um, I will say it's going to be better than this one, but not that much better. Mm. But yeah, it's it is kind of sad that for as, <laughs> as good of a job they did with Sweet Tooth's character design, uh huh, Clipsos are just kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, got that's, long hair. He wears a suit. That's that's a guy who makes magical demon deals, I guess. Mm-hmm. So one thing I do really like about Clipso here is that he does have like more of a personality he's not just mm-hmm. like i'm going to be ironic with your wishes he d- does things like actually get annoyed mm. and also it's actually very interesting in that the actual rule set involving his powers is shockingly rigid hmm okay and i'm gonna show this off by showing a couple of endings now the first one is just him being full-on ironic and might actually, I might even actually just cut this out of the podcast entirely, but uh-huh. we'll go ahead and show it. And that's Angel, who okay. drives Thumper. Congratulations, little lady. Oh my God. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Excuse me? Who do you think you're talking to? You better show some respect or you're going to be sorry. You know you best put those down before you get hurt. Please, sweetheart, there's no reason for this kind of attitude. You've won Twisted Metal and may now claim your prize. Excuse me, sweetheart? Fine, what shall I call you? Angel. Okay, Angel. What do you desire for your prize? So, yeah. Okay, so that's that's hilarious what just happened. Um, Yeah. What I'm struck by is, okay, so I, I mentioned that this is not the only thing to do motion comics on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is other things that did motion comics on the PSP, like, for instance, set, there were several uh, Metal Gear properties and the mm-hmm. Metal Gear motion comics. Uh, those looked nice mm-hmm. and were pleasing to look at, and the animations like made sense, and the, co- it, the way that they read were easy to follow. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't. They do seem a little bit more hastily done, and they do things like they'll zoom in a little too close. Yeah. Like, the... the Just the framing doesn't look very good. The art looks kind of mid. Mm-hmm. And the, the audio mixing is not great. Mm-hmm. It's fine in some places, but it's kind of a mess in others, and it's just... Yeah, it's it's just kind of messy. The execution is messy. It is. It is. Yeah, and for the ending itself, I wanted to include it for two reasons. One, because that is like the most fits in with Twisted Metal 2 possible ending that's in mm-hmm. this game. Yep. Uh, the second is also kind of like showing how like you could be as rude to Calypso as you want. Right. He's very much like, okay, you won. I have to give you your wish. Just... Please hurry up. Please hurry up. Mm-hmm. I do not want to deal with you. I do not want to deal with you. Hurry up. Okay, thank God I can give you your ironic wish. Right. Which, in which, a case... Go ahead. Uh, which does sort of raise the question, why is he dealing with these people? That, 
that's such a good question and it's only <laughs> gonna get weirder as i show you some more endings such as this very very next one uh for crimson fury mm. Crimson fury who's uh I forget who he's driven by, but he's driven by an FBI agent. Maybe okay. I'll say his name in here. <laughs> also, one thing I like is that they clearly take inspiration from, like, the original Twisted Metal's ending. So, like, oh, there's sexy ladies, and he's sitting on a bunch mm -hmm. of junk. Right. Congratulations, Mr. Smith. You've won Twisted Metal and may claim your prize. Forget it, Calypso. The name is Special Agent Shepard of the FBI. You're under arrest. Like, think about it. How would this work against the Demon Man? So that's how it's going to be, huh? Every year, some government agent tries to take me down, put me out, or whatever slang you kids are using these days. What you don't okay. seem to understand is that I perform a service. I'm a necessary evil. I help propel the world into greatness. I help you all achieve. No, you murder people for fun. You hurt the innocent and the weak. You don't care about anyone or anything except your precious contest. I'm here to take all that away from you and make you pay for all the misery you've caused over the years. Come now. Surely you can see that while some people may suffer in the short term, I do the world good in the long run. Why don't you claim your prize and let's put this foolishness behind us? <laughs> Sorry, Calypso. I can't be tricked. Won't be bought. <laughs> Have it your way. Guards! Freeze! FBI! Ah! Take him away, boys. I'll see you soon, Agent Shepard. I'll see you very soon indeed. Good luck, Calypso. <laughs> You'll need it. <laughs> like, how would that even work, right? I, yeah. I don't know. What was what was the point of any of that? What it it turns out, Clipso was very arrestable. I guess, yeah. Despite all earlier indications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really gives an indication that maybe his powers only work when it's in the form of a wish, which once again would solidify that he's actually a genie. Right. Like, if you don't wish for anything, he can't do shit to you, man. He's just, he's just an old dude. You just smack him with a gun. Who cares? Yeah. Why well, has to have his guards? Yeah, who appear to be dirty cops, I guess? Yeah, it's unclear. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, 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 my favorite part of the ending was when all the like police officers and stuff just jump out from me behind a junk and closer just like looks left and right like, oh, I didn't expect this. <laughs> Which, it's like, you, you didn't? Yeah, really? Okay. Huh. All right. Not all knowing, then. Good to know. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that ending is it's that's that ending's pretty great. So I do have like one more ending to show you, but just to really quickly uh, touch on another character uh, whose ending I'm not going to show. But Krista okay. Sparks is back in the game. Cl uh, okay. Calypso's daughter. Right. She is a ghost woman driving a driving a car. Uh, she's just this is. Just something you could do in the Twisted Metal world. In fact, there's actually two ghosts in this game driving cars. Sure. Which is amazing. 
Anyways, she's there because Calypso wants her to enter the contest because she wants her to wish herself back to life. Because once again, I think he is literally just a genie and he can't just do that himself. Right. But for Krista, she just wants things to go back to before Calypso was a weird murderous madman and they were a happy family. Uh, which Calypso's like, uh, I can't exactly do that because that's going to cause a weird time paradox. So instead, he rev- he basically gives her the ironic bent of wishing her back to life, but in a coma where she dreams that they're a happy family. And Calypso basically just silently comes and visits her every so often, huh. hoping that one day she'll be mentally in the right place to wake up and be, her- be his daughter again. It's like the one ending that's not treated with any sort of humor, kind of like Kind of like the previous Krista Sparks ending, which was mm-hmm. hilarious, but not for the reasons they <laughs> intended. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so there's that. But the final ending I'm going to show you before we move on is good old Sweet Tooth. Oh, well. I guess we'll have to clean that up later. Now then, about your prize, Needles Cane, what is your wish? You know, Calypso, I've been looking at this face for a long time. I think it's time for a change. That's your wish? You want a facelift? (laughs) Not quite. We've been doing this a long time, haven't we? You hold a twisted metal, I kill and destroy for you. I make a wish, you continue to sit on your throne, surrounded by your guards and women. I think you've had enough fun for a while. Nobody makes you compete, Needles. Right, of course not. Not at all. Make your wish and claim your prize already. I have things to do that don't involve you. (laughs) Okay, pal of mine. I wish that you become me, and I become you. Are you insane? I won't grant that wish. I don't think you have a choice, Sunshine. (laughs) You see, what I say goes. This is impossible. Guards, kill the intruder! Ooh, good idea. Do that. Looks like we've got two bodies to clean up now. Guards? (laughs) And and where did my women go? (laughs) Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad, right? That's actually a pretty good ending. That's a pretty good ending. Yeah. And once again, just reinforcing that... No, Calypso is actually bound by some surprisingly stringent rules. Right. Which, why is that? Great, I mean, the Twisted Metal 2 prequel comic, I guess, does establish that he is to grant wishes to whoever wins his dumb contest in the hopes of getting more souls to be cool race car drivers for Satan. But 
even then, that still doesn't completely explain it. No. So, yeah. Not really sure what's up with that. Um, yeah, and in this game, they do also further establish that Marcus Kane and Sweet Tooth are the same person. In the ending, Sweet Tooth looks in the mirror and mm. he sees Marcus. And right. That sort of thing. Um, and I guess the also describe this ending. Basically, Sweet Tooth shows up. He wishes to be Calypso. Calypso says, hell no. But regardless, the wish ends up going through because that's just how it works. They mm-hmm. switch bodies. Uh, uh, Sweet Tooth, who's now in Clipso's body, orders Clipso to, who's in Sweet Tooth's body, to die. And then he laughs maniacally. The end. So, yeah. Now, there is one further ending that we're not going to go into. It's basically the Dark Tooth ending, which is the unlockable character that's just basically Sweet Tooth. But it, he's, it's basically Sweet Tooth and Marcus Kane in the same vehicle. And they basically reconcile that they're the same person. And they end up uh, deciding to pilot a giant mech called the Tooth Tower. (laughs) That is four Sweet Tooth ice cream trucks put together with a giant Sweet Tooth like uh, like neck and head on top of the four Sweet Tooth cars. It serves as like, I think, the final boss in this game, if I remember correctly. And uh, that sounds right. That makes sense. Yeah, and originally it was going to be piloted by Sweet Tooth's mom, but they decided that was a dumb idea, and they were right. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, that's Twisted Metal head on. Now, after this, Twisted Metal is going to go dark for a little bit. Um, uh, Dark in the sense of there's no new games for nearly seven years or so. Uh, Until we get to 2012, when, of course, Twisted Metal gets rebooted. And boy, oh boy, Alex, are they mm-hmm. going to they're going to swing for the fences on this one. How many reboots have they done now? Like this would be the I mean, it depends on how you count Twisted yeah, Metal head so, on. But it's sort yeah, it sort of depends because like there's Twisted Metal one and then Twisted Metal Black is a reboot of one. Yes. Two is a sequel to one. Mm-hmm. Three and four are theoretically sequels to two, but totally different. Mm-hmm. Head on is a different sequel to two. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it's not so many how many reboots are there as so much as how many timelines are there now. Yeah, how many times do they just change direction? And the answer is shockingly often, which kind of gives you a hint that maybe the sales for Twisted Metal weren't exactly doing so hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know Black hit pretty, pretty well, which is why they followed up with Head On. Originally, mm-hmm. they were going to follow up with a Black 2, but that didn't quite work out. Right. But then Head On also kind of ignores Black. Like, it, it borrows some elements of it, mm. but then ignores others and harkens back to 2. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, maybe that did well enough, or maybe it didn't, and that's why they try to throw it back onto the PlayStation 2 three years right. later. Or It's so hard to say. It's, it's very much all over the place. And Right. When I learned a little bit more about Twisted Metal uh, 2012, which, once again, it's just called mm. Twisted Metal. Right. Uh, it kind of starts to make more sense when you find out that this was supposed to be an online-only title. Like, it was going to mm. be just released on the PlayStation Network, no physical release. And they changed their mind at the last minute. Also, um, originally, this one I actually almost don't... I, I don't believe parts of the story. Parts of the mm. story I definitely do believe. Mm-hmm. This originally was going to be a game set in, like, post-apocalyptic America. Okay. But then the story goes, and I've only read this... I, I read this off the Twisted Metal fan wiki, and I uh-huh. have not been able to corroborate this anywhere else. So I don't think this is true. Uh-huh. But one of the developers was not... didn't really like it, 
And so apparently they completely changed direction. I don't believe that. But Yeah, that that seems drastic for one person being like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that one person was David Jaffe, I don't think that yeah. happened. <laughs> so regardless, Twisted Metal takes place in basically modern America. And it's they're gonna go for a more heavy story focus in two ways. One, they are going to drastically pare back the playable characters. There's only okay. three playable characters in this game. And you actually go in order. You start with Sweet Tooth, you move on to Mr. Grimm, and then you finish up with Dollface. Hey, Dollface, she's back! Yay! Ah! And so, how it works is that all three of these characters have their own gangs now. Like, Sweet Tooth has a clown army, Mr. Grimm has, I guess, people who wear skull masks, and Dollface has disaffected uh, fashion models. <laughs> Which, that's fun. And basically, they're invited to compete in Twisted Metal, where Calypso will, of course, give them whatever they want when they win. Now, the second thing about this that is amazing is that it is a mix of CGI and full motion video, Alex. Oh, boy. They got, okay. them, they got themselves some real actors in here. Yeah, okay. Oh, and I, oh, could, boy. I could not be more excited about this. And, oh yeah, we're going to definitely jump into some of this because it's going to be so, so good. So, Twisted Metal 2012, basically, Calypso, first off, has his own business now. Calypso Industries, complete with giant skyscraper with an office that he's in that basically has, like, all the, like, relics from all the previous Twisted Metal contestants. Like, mm -hmm. like you see Twister's, like, petrified helmet in there. You see the various vials that revived ghosts and stuff um like the black box that apparently had aliens in them like the footage of aliens and all that stuff right, like that right and the the whole game is surrounded by this preacher character uh who is like a, he's a reference for the preacher from twisted metal black who's like clipso is evil we need to stop him and he's like calling the radio shows and the radio shows are like no the rise in crime and people getting murdered by cars is just America's going to shit, man. It's not Calypso. If it was Calypso, like, wouldn't we just get up in arms and go and stop him? And they really probably should, because Calypso is literally Satan in this game. Uh-huh. Uh, he's basically wearing an all-black uh, suit. He has long black hair. Um, and he basically has demon fire eyes on occasion, because, of course, <laughs> once again, he is literally Satan. Sure. So, we get to go in order for this. So let's start out with good old Sweet Tooth. And Alex, I'm just going to play you Sweet Tooth's cutscene. All right. There was a time right after she escaped that I almost caught her. I could sense where she was. Fear. It was so ripe. So the conceit of this is that Sweet Tooth is trying to murder a woman who got away from him. Right. I know that name. How I hated that name. Say cheese. Cheese. It reminded me of how I hated him. How I hated being him. His stupid little life. He's so angry at being a family <laughs> man. His stupid little job. 
It took me years of screaming and clawing and breaking him down. Years of calling out to him, trying to get him to set me free. But he was such a coward. Then one night it happened. One night I called. And he answered. And after I got him to carve me, I killed him. For my first murders, I chose the perfect targets. The perfect family. I chose his family. Marcus, no! Marcus doesn't live here anymore. Please, no! Marcus, wait! Shut up and bleed, you motherfucker! Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. <sighs> <laughs> so, Sweet Tooth has entered the contest because there was a woman he tried to kill. But she managed to get away after stabbing him in the eye with a pair of scissors. Now, the cutscene halfway through the game explains that Sweet Tooth was originally a man by the name of Marcus Kane. Now, Marcus was an ice cream truck driver and a family man with a baby, a son, a daughter, and a wife. And he was serving ice cream and he was having fun with that. But it turns out he had an evil clown inside of him who really wanted out. <laughs> now, one day he carved himself the sweet tooth mask and then he metaphorically killed himself by basically becoming the sweet tooth character full time. And for his first murders, he chose to murder his own family. So son, presumably baby and wife. But when he went to kill his daughter, his daughter managed to get away. That's the woman who stabbed him. So he shows up to an insane asylum to find her, only to find out she wasn't there anymore. And now he's hoping that Calypso will be able to send him to her. So that is basically what that is about. So let's see how that works out for him. Yeah, let, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to know. Treat. The battle was over. I had killed almost everyone, but she was still out there. I love Calypso's stupid ass big building. It's pretty good. Was hiding. <laughs> oh man. Right? That's a lot. Oh man. For my prize, I told Calypso to send me where she'd been all these years. Oh, tonight, I'd finally get to cut her. Take me to her now! Your wish is granted. Calypso, where's my goddamned prize? Look around, sweet. You've been given your prize. That night, when she first encountered you, she was so traumatized. She was so damaged. The hospital just wasn't really working for her. So she checked herself out and made other arrangements. She's been dead for 10 years. You can't kill me! You can't kill me! You can't ever kill me! I'll find you, Calypso! 
So yeah, didn't work out well for him. No, no, that, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's an ironic ending. This is just so try hard. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh so, my God. So, you know what, Alex, do you want to describe what that ending was? So in, in narrative terms, that ending was Sweet Tooth won the contest, killed everybody, and then proceeded up to the top of Calypso's skyscraper to demand that Calypso send him to where his daughter was so he could kill her. And when uh, Calypso granted his wish, he ended up in a coffin. And then Calypso described that after the night that she escaped from him, she was so traumatized that she checked out of the hospital and killed herself and has been dead for 10 years. And then Sweet Tooth flies into a rage and starts cursing Calypso, saying that Calypso can't kill him and will come to fear Sweet Tooth. As he punches against the skeleton in the coffin, and we zoom out on the cross-section of the coffin underground, mm -hmm. surrounded yep. by roots in some, I don't know, bad take on a goth punk rock music video. <laughs> it is... It is hard to describe how amazingly bad these cutscenes look because it's a mix between live action actors, mm -hmm. clearly on green screen sets that are, yes. yes, like out of like early 2000s music videos, like 100% like that. It, the same energy is there, like woman running away from house, but it doesn't seem like she's getting further away from the house because mm -hmm. that's just the house is just a green screen like L it is music video aesthetics yes. completely. Yes, it it totally is. Like I both, I think I love it. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was if everyone else does, but I know I love it. Oh, but yeah, Sweet Tooth dies. By the way, he's dead. He's okay. gonna suffocate in that coffin. So that happens, and like what happens is that immediately after this, it's going to zoom on up. And we were just introduced to our next character that we're playing as. Because all throughout Sweet Tooth's story, you're fighting against Mr. Grimm's gang. Because he's another con contestant. So now you're just going to play as Mr. Grimm now. That's just what's going to happen. Wait, what is Mr. Grimm trying to do? Mr. Grimm is the most boring character in this game. Poor guy. Unfortunate. So okay, hang on. Let me rephrase the question. Did Sweet Tooth not just win the Twisted Metal Tournament? Yes. Okay, is Mr. Grimm now going to partake in the Twisted Metal Tournament? Yes. I thought the tournament ended. Good news, there's another tournament. D immediately? I guess. They never explain that, honestly. They just they just have, like, literally, like, it goes up to, like, a cemetery where Sweet Tooth is now dead and buried. Uh, or about to die, I guess, uh -huh. more accurately. And then Mr. Grimm just drives past on his motorcycle, and he's like, My name is Mr. Grimm. Let me tell you about my backstory. And then he just participates. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a little unclear, let me say. So, Mr. Grimm is a, uh, he's an African-American man uh, with a skull, like, mask on. Mm. Who basically, when he was young, his father was the original Mr. Grimm. Uh, original in the sense of this was a guy who went by the stage name of Mr. Grimm. He was basically an evil Knievel sort of person. You know, he jumped, okay. he was on a motorcycle, he jumped over buses, that sort of thing. 
Sure. Now, his son, the current Mr. Grimm, looked up to him, but one day, accident happened during a show, and he died. And Mr. Grimm, the younger, took mm-hmm. from this, oh, the world hates you and will just spit you, chew you, and spit you out, so I should become a re- weird, crazy murderer. I, I should just become a crazy murderer man. Also, I forgot, he doesn't have a skull mask, he has a painted skull on his face. Okay, know. yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's his whole thing, and so he just makes a cool gang to go around just murdering people, I guess. Now, his wish is that he wants to basically go back to the past and prevent his dad from dying. Now, before he can get there, he has to fight against Dollface's weird supermodel army, and actually fights a giant doll-faced mecha at the end? Sure. Yeah, like, let me let me just show you this weird-as-hell thing that you just have to fight at the end of this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just gonna just show you this real quick. This is necessary. Yep, that, that sure is a... Why is it radiating red? Okay, Iron Maiden's not a bad name. Yeah. It's... It's such a totally weird thing. Because, like, Mr. Grimm, I think you fight basically just, like, a giant monster truck. Uh-huh. And so it's like, well, it's it's kind of crazy. It's a really, it's like a building-sized monster truck, but not out of, not completely crazy. And then right. here it's just like, no, the supermodel built a, a giant robot version of herself that right. has rocket, rocket legs. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> Unexpected, but we'll just go with it. Sure, yeah. Why why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? So Mr. Grimm wins the tournament and Clips was like, sure man, I'll send you back to the past. And so there's a scene where like um father and son are basically driving down the road and they're like having a good time. It's like right before the show's gonna happen where he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. And so Clips just sends him to the backseat of the car, looking all crazy like. So like his dad turns around and sees him and is like the fuck and immediately starts trying to wrestle him which causes a big car accident which kills his dad yeah i'm i'm so unsure of what tone they're going for here like again it feels like so it feels like they're trying at least with these cutscenes, to be super edgy Mm -hmm. but again they don't really understand like how to do that well Mm. But then also the fact that, oh, yeah, now you just fight a giant robot is like, okay, that's going for a sort of bombastic irreverence. It's just whatever, man, the world's mm-hmm. crazy. Drive your machine gun car and blow up a robot. Mm-hmm. But then we cut back to a cutscene of, yeah, a guy gets time traveled back to the backseat of a car and mm-hmm. his dad wrestles him and crashes the car. Like, what, what, what are we going for here? What, what are we supposed to be feeling? It's so all over the place, man. It is so all over the place. Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts what like what they're going for. And like it doesn't let up like this whiplash. does not stop at any point in this game. And like like just like the finish up Mr. Grimm, like he wakes up like on the ground and he sees his younger self, with the gun ready to shoot him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I shoot myself, too. And then he gets shot. And then there we go. That's the ending. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, like, the directions they go with this. And with our final character, Dollface, it's not going to be any different. So, Dollface. First off, Dollface is in this game. Her real name is Krista Sparks. So, they're bringing back that na- name, but not that character. She is not related to Calypso in any way. Mm. So, 
Dollface was a fashion model who worked incredibly hard to get to the top. And by worked hard, I meant sabotaging and killing other supermodels in her way. Now, one day, she got into a car accident that gave her a scar on her face. Now, okay. even, even though the doctors were able to fix her up, they couldn't get rid of, like, one small segment of the scar on her face. A scar that, when Krista looked in a mirror, it looked like a giant, gaping, necrotic wound. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a two-faced thing going on here. Right. So she decided the doctor was in league with the other supermodels, so she murdered him and decided to go to a different doctor. This doctor, whose name was Dr. Osliklik. <laughs> you want to guess what that is backwards, Alex? You know, I'll, ju- I'll just save the surprise. <laughs> oh, she de- he decided to put a magical doll f- mask on her face, which he then sealed with a kiss that Ford basically like straps behind her head and said, come back in six days to remove it. However, when she came back, he was gone. Now, Krista did everything she could to take the mask off, including shooting herself in the face with a shotgun, but okay. nothing worked. So she decided to create a gang of like-minded supermodels to enter Clips' contest. How many like-minded supermodels are there? Apparently enough to have a gang. Okay. So in there, she basically fights the remnants of Sweet Tooth's weird clown gang. And it ends with her fighting the Sweet Tooth Gang's land fortress slash pinball table. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It is amazing. She ends up meeting with Calypso. Now, upon meeting with Calypso, she realizes if I take the mask off, I'll be back at square one. So instead, she's going to ask to be put on the biggest runway in the world. So Calypso puts her on an airport runway. Which then a plane lands on her, crushing her and removing the mask. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. So after this, we get back with the preacher, who's still screaming about how he'll stop Calypso. However, he's in a padded cell in an insane asylum. But then it zooms out, and we see that actually this is a demonic tower with the souls of all the people that Calypso is damned to hell, all wailing to get the revenge on him. And then it zooms out further, and we realize it's a painting in its office. And Calypso's just hanging out there just being like, I got all these relics, like Dollface's mask and Sweet Tooth's machete. Look at that. And whatever Grim had, I forget. It's a motorcycle? I don't know. Mm. Anyways, the game ends with a young man standing over Sweet Tooth's grave. We find out this man is Charlie Kane. Turns out Charlie, who is Sweet Tooth's son, somehow survived. And he believes it's because he was meant to carry on his legacy. So he digs up his sister's coffin and takes like takes out his dad's mask and wears it for himself and then douses himself in gasoline and sets his head on fire. He then leaves, and then we see that there is a radio on the ground, which a man picks up. And this radio just has like the screams of all Clipso's victims on there, cursing his name. And we see this man's Clipso. And then he's we see here that he's here to revive someone. And he says, Are you ready? Are you ready to take on the world? And you think it's going to be Sweet Tooth, but it's not. It turns out it's his daughter, Sophie Kane, who's now basically like a lady Sweet Tooth with a burning head. And she's going to basically be his right hand lady or something. I don't know. Wait, did they make two Sweet Tooths? There are now two Sweet Tooths, and it's treated as a sequel hook, man. (sighs) 
Yes, there's going to be the there's going to be the, the sweet tooth carrying on his father's legacy, and then there's going to be the sweet tooth revived by Calypso. Oh no, warring sweet tooths! What's going to happen, Alex? The answer is nothing because they're not going to do a follow up to this game. No, nothing is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so that's that is. Um, I was about to say sweet tooth 2012. Uh, listen, metal 2012. <laughs> Close enough, right? Alex, how you feeling? I mean, I just, okay. So, like, I was going to say I don't know, like, David Joffe's entire profile. But, like, the notable games in his profile appear to be Twisted Metal, various Twisted Metals, mm-hmm. and the first God of War. And, like, the thing that strikes me based off of this, and Twisted Metal 2012 sort of highlights this, is that he appears to like making games and stories about bad people, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't really do anything Mm -hmm. with bad people. Like, he just makes a game that's like, man, that guy's a real asshole monster, isn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's another one. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, and, like, he's going to continue this when he does, like, Drawn to Death and whatnot. Right. Like, he clearly likes that, like, kind of, like, 90s teenager edgy humor or edgy aesthetic. Right. And he never quite grew out of that. Yeah. And it also never evolved into anything more meaningful Mm -hmm. than, oh, what if the protagonist was a bad guy? And, like, the crazy thing is, like, it started out like that, almost. Like, Twisted Metal Black is an evolution, but then uh-huh. it stayed there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I understand exactly what they were going on with, like, this most recent Twisted Metal of, like, mm-hmm. just paring down the amount of characters, actually having more story and more exploration. Right. But at the end of the day, it's still a weird car combat game that's just trying to be as edgy as possible. Yeah, it still doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go anywhere interesting and it doesn't go anywhere enjoyable mm-hmm. it, it is neither thought-provoking nor fun mm-hmm. it's just sort of there and like i can look at the series of events in the story and be like yeah okay i can see how that event led to that event mm-hmm. but I, I don't i don't care yeah there's yeah. nothing to engage with here yeah, no, there there really isn't. You you get what it is on the surface level and then that's it. It's it ends up feeling very disposable because of that. Right. Which is kind of sad for a series that, as I explained in the first episode, might be one of the most important PlayStation series ever for at least mm-hmm. establishing who they were and their success going forward. Right. Yeah, it's it's really too bad, but hey, you know, they're still trying things with it. Once again, there's a TV Evidently. show. There's a TV show that seems like it's all right, and or at least for the first episode, and mm-hmm. there are oft-persistent rumors that there is going to be a new Twisted Metal for the PlayStation 5, which I don't know what you do with that. Uh, good luck, Sony, on yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so. Like, so it's also a really... The, the series is, to put it mildly, in a weird place, mm-hmm. because... You know, we just talked about how the eight games vary wildly in tone and, like, scope and what it's about. Mm. And now the TV show appears to be another take on that, which if it gains any level of success, which, uh, uh, odds are stacked against it. It's, yeah, nobody, nobody seems to realize it's out and it's on Peacock. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah, 
Uh, but were it to gain any sort of traction, I assume that that is then what people would start to expect its tone would be like. But I also don't get the impression that any any iteration of Twisted Metal was ever popular for its story mm-hmm. or its single player in general. Well, then, like, literally, like, any iteration? Because if so, like, what about the originals? Like, well, weren't they primarily popular for their multiplayer? I get, okay, good point. Well, yeah, there we go. Like, isn't, isn't Twisted Metal as a game series' strongest suit? It's multiplayer, mm-hmm. which disregards its story entirely. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, like, Twisted Metal 1 was beloved because of that, and then, like, later entries in, like, Black and whatnot, like, were popular for being online and whatnot, right. so. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of, like, it kind of makes you think that maybe they should just, like, focus heavily, heavily on that sort of, like, multiplayer focus. Kinda, yeah. You know, like, multiplayer-only games are something that is totally viable. I mean, car car multiplayer games are totally viable, Mm-hmm. If you look at Rocket League and all the derivatives, like, like even if they are going for something different, it obviously is something that's possible. But right, yeah, yeah. Who knows what they'll end up doing with Twisted Metal if they even do anything else at all? Like, it'll um, it really like for all the series that are like dead and it, people are clamoring for like new sequels that are just never going to happen. I do mm-hmm. think it's totally possible that we will see another Twisted Metal at some point. I think so, yeah. Twisted Metal definitely feels like one that is dormant, but not completely dead. Like, I would not be surprised or Mm. shocked by a new Twisted Metal getting announced. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be surprised at a Calling Wars, or maybe even a Wipeout. I I would not be surprised at a Twisted Metal. Yeah. Basically, if it's a Psygnosis series, I would be surprised. Yes. Which, that's too bad. Yeah, there's there's a long list of quality franchises that are just dead now. They should make another Colony War. Colony Wars was so good. <laughs> it was so difficult, but it was so good. Mm. But yeah, with that, Alex, I think we should maybe maybe wrap this up. So I appreciate you doing this with me as always. Of course. And for you, the viewer, if you want to listen to other episodes in this series or other episodes in this podcast, go to ftp.podbean.com. Or search for Fallen Through Plot Holes or FTP on your podcast service of choice. Uh, remember to leave us a review as well as a follow. We really do appreciate that. And until next time, everybody, take care. Take care.